Historians. I'm your host, Heather Ashley, and welcome to another episode of Women of Her Story, a podcast dedicated to celebrating women who have made or are making their mark on our society. Today, I have with me a woman of many hats, including the CEO and founder of Women Funding Women and editor-in-chief of Her Hustle magazine, Tiffany Monique. Thank you so much for joining us today, Tiffany. Thank you so much for having me, Heather. How are you? I'm doing well. You know, I was just saying it's kind of gloomy outside, so I had probably a little yeah. too much coffee today. <laughs> are, are I should have. <laughs> yeah, you got to get on my caffeine up. level. <laughs> well, you have so many incredible projects under your belt. Why don't we start with talking about women funding women first? So Women Funding Women is an organization that I started last year, but it was like a long, long time in the, in the making. Um, but basically what it is, is an organization that um, promotes women entrepreneurs to invest and encourage and educate and um, just network with each other on like an entirely different level from what I've seen. Um, our goal is to give grants to women entrepreneurs, but not just for educational and uh, business expenses, like a lot of other grants, you know, have to be awarded towards those things. Um, but we want to allot money towards um, therapy and counseling and coaching and uh, certifications and licensing and all the other things that kind of go neglected um, when it comes to women entrepreneurs. Um, and one of the biggest things about women funding women and where um, the name came from, it's not really rocket science, but um, <laughs> one of the big, one of the biggest um, parts is we don't want to get all of our funding and all of our money from, you know, sponsors and outside donors. Although, um, of course, we welcome anyone who wants to support, but we want to build a community that relies on each other. Um, mm -hmm. So we want to invite all our women entrepreneurs to get involved with all our different projects or add a project of their own or, you know, however, you know, they can get involved. And then three of those grants um, that we hope to give every year will go back to the women who sold into our organization, uh, the same women who helped us, you know, make it possible. Um, and then if, you know, you're not selected um, to be a grant uh, recipient in that quarter, you still immediately get to be an investor because you did um, invest your time and possibly, you know, your finances mm -hmm. to go towards these grants. So um, we have a fun where we're going to try to make it as fun as possible mm -hmm. <laughs> grant process um, where women get involved and, you know, um, our sponsors and our donors and every woman in the network, they're able to um, kind of vote to say, you know, this is where I would like my funds to go. Um, so we're trying to be, you know, different. We want to look at every aspect of the entrepreneurial woman because I think a lot of those aspects go, you know, overlooked even by us. Mm -hmm. So um, that's the mission. That's Women Funding Women. Wow. That's so unique. That is so unique. What, how did you come up with this idea? Mm -hmm. You said it'd been a long time in the making, but that's a, was it something that you found yourself wanting? So you were like, no one else is doing this. I guess I'll just do it myself kind of thing. <laughs> um, you know what? Yeah, kind of, it, it was definitely, um, 
birth based on my own struggle, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, because once I realized that my purpose was to like encourage and push other people to their next level, um, I realized that, you know, I wasn't born with a silver spoon and I don't have millions, you know, backing me. So as much as I would love to invest, uh, there's only so much I can do by myself. Um, And so that's really where the concept came from. You you know, if I could find um, even 10 or 20 women who are willing to put in a small amount, you know, every month, we could give grants. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not um, something that we necessarily, I guess, need big capital investors and, you know, all those things for. We could do it ourselves on a small scale until um, the word spreads and we get more people involved and the more people, the more grants, you know. Mm. Um, But it definitely came from a personal place. Um, I battled uh, anxiety and depression and I still do, but not as bad. Um, But as in my teen years, I'm sorry, in my teen years, um, it was really, really hard for me to where um, I attempted suicide at 15 or 16 years old. And it felt like I had the weight of the world on my shoulders at that point. But a lot of it came from me battling something that I didn't understand. You know, um, I was raised in a very religious obviously black household and my mother and my grandmother raised me. And so when it came time to, you know, talk about sadness or depression or, you know, weakness or whatever I was dealing with, the answer was always to pray. And that's not, you know, of course I'm not knocking where I came from or, you know, my religious background, but at the end of the day, you know, we're human and there are certain things that, you know, me just praying and and giving to God, if I don't understand what I'm going through, it's not helping me overcome personally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, I basically just wanted to create a space um, for women of all backgrounds, all cultures, any woman who um, is trying to create her own lane, because first of all, shit is hard, okay? It's not easy, first of all, because you have your own things going on in your personal life. I have a one-year-old daughter, you know, Mm -hmm. so I have to, you know, focus on being um, the type of mommy that I want her to have and, you know, and still be the type of mother that she can be proud of professionally. Mm. And it's late nights and it's sacrifices. And um, a lot of the times I think when institutions invest their capital, they're not investing it into our well-being. Mm. They're investing it into the success of our business, but not the woman. And Um, that's kind of how I felt. I felt like I had crazy potential, but because I didn't have anybody, um, to help me through some of the things I was going through mentally and emotionally, I'm kind of just arriving to where I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. Um, and I want to help people not be in that place, in that state of limbo for so long by addressing, you know, their personal, mental, emotional Uh, issues. Absolutely. I think that's what's so unique about what you've created is the is the fact that you you mentioned that funding goes toward therapy, it goes toward things other than, um, you know, specifically monetizing some sort of uh, business. It's saying you, you can't reach your full potential until you're, you know, 
good with yourself. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that's something that there's, there's so much stigma surrounding therapy. And then yes. you know, people think that, well, is there something wrong with me? No, exactly. you know, because not yeah. everybody, not everybody has people in their life that they can be completely open with. Open with, yes. And that's so hard. And then I think I think people who are so fortunate to have those types of people in their life that they can unload and then <laughs> they don't quite understand why not everyone is already feeling okay with themselves. It's because not everyone Definitely. is, yeah, not everyone's starting on that same playing field and certain mm -hmm. households are, are more, you know, pray the sad away or mm -hmm. pray, pray the sickness away. And that, you mm -hmm. know, sure that can help meditate on things, but also sometimes mm -hmm. you might need an actual mood stabilizer because you have a literal chemical imbalance in there. So right. Yeah. And how will you know? And the other thing that I was talking to um, a girlfriend of mine about, I was telling her like therapists and therapy is not about them knowing all the uh, right answers or exactly what you should do. Sometimes it's just them knowing how to listen effectively. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're just going to walk you through and ask you the right questions so that you could come to a conclusion on your own. And when you're talking to a friend or a family member, they may be a little biased because, mm -hmm. you know, they know you, they grew up with you. So there are a lot of different aspects of therapy that are so very valuable and it's not all about you know you having a mental illness or you know whatever the case is just about how important it is to um, express yourself mm. it is so very important you know however it is that you want to do it you know whether you're artistic or artistic or not um, there are different ways that you can express yourself and that is so so vital to like your health and, and well-being and that is vital to the success of your business because if you're not well if you're not you know if I'm not my best self then I'm not going to be able to pour all this goodness into my business and that's vital absolutely absolutely you know and it's you mentioned you know create creatively or not you know I I'm someone who I I <laughs> uh the best thing for me if I'm having a down day is I, I, I go through my, what I call my craft bag and I have either, I can pull out the knitting needles. I can pull out the paints. I can pull out right. my piano. I can pull out the ukulele. I just have to figure out where my brain is that day, <laughs> you know? So I'm, I'm lucky that I have that outlet. Some people aren't, you know, in just, uh, creatively inclined they may be more right. like mathematically inclined and i right. doubt that just sitting down and doing math problems are are gonna get right. the same <laughs> satisfaction that someone who creatively can express themselves and so therapy mm -hmm. is, is so essential and hopefully mm -hmm. hopefully you know the stigma behind it seems to be um leaving a little bit Lessons. i think i yeah. you know, i think so I, f I feel like there's um what it, I think it's called better help. There's like mm -hmm. a new that there's a, it's like an online counseling platform. You I've know? heard of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Where it is actually all licensed counselors, and it's becoming. I mean, they have millions of people who are part of that program, which I honestly believe five years ago would not be the case. Um, right. So hopefully the stigma behind therapy 
is is <laughs> lessening because Wonderland, yes, hopefully. Therapy's great. <laughs> well, we've got <laughs> absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And you mentioned, you know, that you yourself went through some really trying times, specifically, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a suicide attempt. Do you think that finding these outlets for yourself um, helped you find your calling, your, your, um, I don't know, your passion for investing in the mental health and emotional health of women around you? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, it, it's like, um, a staircase, you know, you can try to skip three stages. It's like, you have to go through, (laughs) you know, certain things. And, and when I finally realized what it was that I was supposed to be doing and I had that aha moment, it's like everything that I've been through and all of my, um, even professional endeavors, they just kind of lined up, you know, Mm. and it, it, it fit to where I am today. You know, the experience I've had, um, with women and is everything, every business I've ever had is just, everything just aligned with where I am right now. And so um, that's really important. And I know we probably haven't gotten to that part, but while I'm thinking about it, it's so important for um, us not to put ourselves in boxes and to, you know, try it. If you feel like, you know, your passion is leading you there or you like it and you just want to see, try it and don't be afraid to change your mind, um, you know, or put it aside or what have you, because you never know what that experience or or where it's going to take you and how it's going to benefit you Mm. in the future. That's an excellent, excellent mindset to have. You know, I think, uh, I think it's so true that we're kind of told to stay, stay in your lane, stay in your lane, especially, I mean, in any, any profession, really, they're like, oh, well, why, like, you're an accountant, why are you trying to paint? It's like, can't I do both? Right, (laughs) right. Why, why can't I be excellent at both things? Or why can't I just enjoy exploring this part of myself that I've never looked at before? Exactly. And who's to say that you won't be the first painting accountant? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, unless you try it out, you never know. And, and all of the things that we have now that are in existence now, they were, crazy ideas to someone someday Mm. you know what I mean and without that and without people trying shit out and failing and perfecting then we wouldn't have anything and we definitely won't have anything we're talking about tomorrow Mm. so we all need to get out there and just fail okay try (laughs) do and, and take action and learn from it because that's at the end of the day that's the most important part of all of this what you're taking away from it Mm. what you're learning you know, and I think that also applies to um, supporting the people around us who are exploring other things. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's really easy to look at people and say, well, why are you trying to do that? Like, that's not what you right. do. It's so easy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I don't even know that it, that, that we even realize what we're saying when we're, we're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. It's, it's so easy to be like, oh, I didn't think that you would be doing that. And you would never, do that. yeah. And you yeah. never, yeah. You never know like how someone else is going to take those words and they might just totally latch onto their entire self-worth 
if we, mm-hmm. you know, are like, well, why would you even do that? It's like, well, maybe, right. maybe because I wanted yeah. to. Like, right. <laughs> like period. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. It's about tapping into different spaces of you, you know, mm. finding all the little parts of you. That's, I mean, that's what life is about. If you ask me, nobody asks me, but that's what I think. <laughs> so. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, associated with winning fun. Wow. Words are hard for me today. Associated (laughs) with women funding women is her hustle magazine of which you are the editor in chief. Can you tell us a little bit about the magazine, um, about what it's about and what made you want to add that on to your, um, platform? Of course. So um, Her Hustle Magazine is a magazine that was created, as you said, in association with Women Funding Women. And we basically, well, I basically didn't know how I was going to fund, you know, this organization. So um, I'm like, I need to create different projects that I can get um, our tribe involved when I can actually, you know, connect with and network with and get their opinions on something. So um, a magazine came into play and um, we're on our fifth um, issue, which will be coming out on December 20th. Um, And so basically from cover to cover, we are women entrepreneurs. We are entertaining and educating and inspiring you. We're telling you all of our best hacks and tips and tricks and experiences for um, those who might be, you know, in the process of starting a business or the OGs who've been, you know, doing this business thing forever, but they might want to see if they can relate to people because, you know, sometimes when you're in your own little bubble in your own world, you think you're the only person going through X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And that kind of makes it, you know, even more harder to deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, So we started a a magazine where, um, you know, it's, it's all about us. It's us celebrating us. So that's her hustle. And then a part of the proceeds um, goes toward Women Funding Women to give grants for all the goodness, the mental and emotional and financial goodness I talked about um, for Women Funding Women. That's a great idea. That's such a smart, that's such a smart, like, okay, how, how are we going to fund this? Where, aside from like, I don't want to say crowdfunding because that's not quite what it is, but aside from like your yeah. members making you know, uh, financial or time donations, um, Uh being like, all right, what's, what's going to be an outside source that isn't, um, coming from a, 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 uh, I don't, I don't know, dark money situation. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't know if I like who's funding this. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Where you're like, the money's going to a good place, but also, like, where's the coming from? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And I believe, like, I'm a big believer in energy and, like, the energy that you put into something, it matters 100%. And so I feel like if we, you know, create uh, funding sources that are pouring into a fund that we give back to the same community that, you know, put their, their hard earned everything into it, then it's nothing but goodness, you know, circulating and, never ending. So hopefully that's what I'm building. That's, that's the goal. Yeah. 
Yeah. It sounds like you're well on your way. Cause that's amazing. Yeah. That's thank that, you. Do you, do you enjoy, um, the, uh, formation of each issue? Like, do you, or is it, is it kind of tedious is, or is that something you particularly enjoy or a little bit of both? Okay. Yes. So <laughs> it's some great area there. Um, so I'm, I love the aesthetic part. I also act as the art director. So um, myself and um, my editor, Kalia, um, she helps me to put the um, issues together and I get to do the covers and, you know, pick all the colors and that's like right up my alley. So that part I am in love with. Um, and I also have a branding background so that, you know, fits into mm. what I like to do. Mm -hmm. The part about, you know, managing contributors and making sure we have good content that's not being repeated and, you know, all of the extra stuff that goes along with it, which I am actually learning as I go, to be honest with you. Um, it's not my favorite. It's not. Um, but you know what, like I said, it's a lesson. Like I am enjoying, um, the lessons. I'm learning about being an editor-in-chief and acting art director or whatever, you know, my mm -hmm. title is. I'm enjoying creating this magazine mm. um, and the opportunities that it creates. And something that's amazing is, you know, I created Her Hustle magazine in June. And when I, you know, hit somebody up to ask them if they want to be on the cover or if they'll contribute an article, like they are so excited. And I feel like that's so dope because like, this is just a dream of mine that you're excited to be a mm -hmm. part of. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, so her hustle is very satisfying on several different levels. Although all the little tasks involved aren't my fave. <laughs> you know, and that's something, but that's like, that's a good thing to know about yourself, like moving forward, you know, where you're like, yeah. these, these things, I don't, particularly enjoy and maybe like I'm right. not, I'm, maybe I'm not the best at this part right. so you know you're like you have to foster that part of your <laughs> of your brain a little hard I hate that I hate that oh it's always God. the thing that we don't like that we're not any good at and then you have to put three times the amount of work and effort, effort. yes Oh, yes. I hate that. Get me. <laughs> yes. That's me. That's me in editing. I'm like, God, this is hard. I have to adjust the sound <laughs> levels. And I'm like, oh my God, I said um, um 14 times. <laughs> definitely. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Well, you are also a self-published author because of course you are, because you're you just add 10,000 things to your plate every day and an <laughs> overachiever over here. Um, right. <laughs> so what, what do you hope that women get from reading your book, but sis, you're powerful? Okay. Um, so, but sis, you're powerful. It's really, it's in line with women funding women and her hustle and like everything else because you know, this was a year I kind of stepped into myself, my skin, you know, mm -hmm. fully. So the, me reaching out to women in general, reminding them of how powerful they are without, you know, any outside influence, without 
worrying about what fashion you're wearing or what your hair looks like or who you married or if you're a mom. Like you were born into this power. And because we get um, kind of sidetracked or detoured when it comes to um, our value, you know, especially when you get in um, social media or media period involved yeah. and you yeah. see, you know, this tiny figure or, you know, this light skin or, you know, whatever it is, it's hard for you to kind of, you know, focus inwardly and see the value. Um, and so, but since you're powerful is basically uh, reminding us, you and me, <laughs> that um, not only are we powerful, you know, in our own selves individually, but if we recognized our power and then joined together, mm -hmm. and if we saw, you know, a young lady slipping, we adjust her crown and, you know, pick her up and bring her with us, yeah. then there's nothing that we can't do. There's no one we can't reach. And one of the um, examples, not to talk your head off about it, no, but- do it. One of the examples that I gave in the book was imagine, you know, like this room and this big, beautiful room and there are thrones all on one side. And in the thrones are all the women of the world. Every woman in the world is on a throne. OK. And then you allow the men to come in and they see these women on these thrones and their heads are held high and they are dignified and they are together. They're, you know, unified and laughing together. And then what do you think the men are going to do? They're not going to expect us to, you know, bend over and shake it fast because <laughs> when they came in, you know what I mean? We yeah. were already, you know, poised. So they're going to yeah. have to come up to our level. Mm. That's what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. They, they're going to have no choice but to do that or be by themselves. And then on the woman's side, we are more, uh, we're stronger and, and we feel more valuable and we see more valuable in the lady sitting next to us. Mm. And that is so important. And, and that's basically what the book is about. And I throw in, you know, a lot of the different, um, I guess, milestones that, that I met mm. um, personally on my personal journey just to try to get to know who I am. Because without first figuring out who you are, you can't walk into the purpose that was meant for you. Mm. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, I, I, I love the, the throne analogy and I can picture it and it's something, you know, there's more women than men on the earth. There are more right. women. We make up more of the population and the way that we've been able, they, that, um, uh, successfully, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a really articulate way to say it. Um, <laughs> But the, just you know, say it, just they, say it, baby. They've, they've so quickly they were able to separate women mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. divide them and pit, mm -hmm. pit them against each other mm -hmm. in ways that really don't make sense. And that's because there are more of us, and they know right. they know that. And the best way to keep powerful people out of yeah divide them up and make them feel like they have no power they have exactly. no they have no no influence and that's mm -hmm. you know and, and then there's only i think i've i've said this a few times but i'm going to say it over and over and over again is that you know we've been made to believe that there's only one chair at the table available for women 
And Mm -hmm. then the problem is, is that, you know, more times than not, that woman fights her way to get up there and then she closes the door behind her. Um, And that's right. Because, you know, because then she's under the impression that if she allows any more people in, that's going to take away from her because that's what she's being told. (laughs) And that, you know, and, uh, you know, um, one of my favorite things, Ruth Bader Ginsburg said this, um, I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't remember exactly her quote, but they were like, uh, how, how many women are enough women on the Supreme court? And she said, um, when there's nine, because there have been nine men on the Supreme court before and nobody batted an eye. But as soon as we say women there, everyone loses the rationale. Yeah. They're right. they're like that's crazy. You want nine women in charge? It's like, well, nine men were in charge. Why not? <laughs> yeah, like right. nine nine men were in charge. Why why is it so crazy that nine women could could take these positions? You know, it's uh-huh. just kind of it's quite an interesting uh situation that has been created for women. It's you know shown in media, and then when they're pitting like uh, this is such a trivial example but when they were comparing um megan markle and what's her name kate the other royal right Mm -hmm. when when they were just comparing and contrasting the two of them as if they came from the same place and like they exist in the same universe together and be different Mm -hmm. like what's Mm -hmm. what's the point of that there's no point you're just pitting women against for each other. For, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it it's crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. And I, I love that your your mission, it seems like your um I don't know, your your theme <laughs> as a human, <laughs> as an organization is <laughs> is joining together because you're powerful and we can be even more powerful together yes and And you know what it's kind of not to say confusing but it's like when people are like what do you do with women fighting women and i start to you know (laughs) describe all of the different levels where (laughs) i'm trying to impact you know my tribe they're like but what is the main thing that you're doing is it grants or what and i'm like it's everything you know like it's a whole spectrum of the thing like we want to build a community that is like financially emotionally investing in each other i just i feel like for real we could take over the world if if it really did what i envisioned you know if it worked i think that we could really like make all the noise in the world we could be so very powerful and in not in a you know like a big-headed you know type of way but i believe that um, and I'm going to try not to go too far into this, but <laughs> I really believe that like the state the world is in, we need more women leaders, yes. you know what I mean? Yes. Who are, yes. um, more intuitive, you know, who aren't moving and, and men are, you know, the Kings of logic, let them tell it. And, you know, you can have your place. It is what it is, but I really feel like, um, while we are also logical, very, we, we do it in our way it's hard to it's hard to explain we uh, you know i i've i've had this similar thought process and i think it stems from 
people think that people in power should not allow emotions uh-huh. or, yeah, or anything. And, and I think that is a horrible thought process. And that though oh, is horrible. why so many men are in power. That's why men are in, in primary positions of power from, uh-huh. from businesses to politics. It is because uh-huh. they, as people from the time they're born are told you cannot have emotions. Uh allowed to be quote unquote powerful and powerful Powerful. angry for some reason that that's okay powerful (laughs) means no um empathy involved no Uh looking at people um even you know that people say objectivity is key and i'm like well sure but also you have to put yourself in other people's shoes to say uh-huh. are these decisions that i'm making going to uh-huh. affect them and their families negatively positively uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know uh-huh. and and i think so many times that's just not men men are told they can't have feelings yeah then that equates to your quote unquote level headed so you can be uh-huh. in power it's uh-huh. very strange it's very strange and so- for some reason like the word emotions like when women are called emotional it's like we're batshit crazy yeah. okay like you cannot make a decision you need to sit down in a corner and be quiet because you're emotional but no you know some of the best decisions ever made were probably made you know not completely from emotion but because there were there was emotion there yeah and how is it that like you said how can you be empathetic how can you reach your people how can your people reach you if there is no heart there mm. there is no soul there um and so i think you know me personally and there for every example you give of course there's someone who would meet that example mm-hmm. um but for the most part or the way I wish women would lead is with themselves. I think we need a heart centered, um, not really emotional led, but emotion inclusive yes. campaign, you know, for every, in every area of our lives, whether it's government, whether it's, you know, school, whether it's at work, I feel like that would create balance and balance is necessary. If you have, you know, all, old white men in the white house how is their balance there and that you know everyone needs to be represented and and that's why i'm so hell-bent on making everything that i do and people see me and they're like so you know it's her hustle magazine for black women and you know is women finding women for black women and yeah it's for black women i mean i'm a black woman Mm -hmm. so of course you know what i mean and i want y'all to you know take extra pride in it because i created this but at the end of the day i don't want to do all of that you know boundary i need to worry about your background and your race no I'm not limiting, you know, who we are connected to, who are we, we are supporting because that's where the power lies when you, you know, transcend industry. We're not worried about, you know, what industry you're in or what neighborhood you were brought up in or, or, or all of that. So that's, that's something that is very, very, very important to me. And I think, you know, on a, uh, definitely a national and hopefully one day a global scale, Mm -hmm. um, people will just start thinking about how our differences, you know, they make us more valuable even to each other because we don't know everything. We haven't been everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I think um, something that 
is uh, always kind of feels strange to me is uh -huh. when, when people, so I'll, I'll first say it with art. So okay. um, people, not all art is for everyone, right? Uh -huh. Like it's not going to be for everyone's taste. Not all art is for everyone. Same with not right. all music, just because you don't like a particular kind of music doesn't mean it's not good. That just means that one's not for you. Right. And I think on, on a, similar tone, but totally different meaning, you know, um, having things that are, are, um, geared toward, but not excluding. So like geared toward mm -hmm. black women, because you are a black woman, mm -hmm. that is your, mm -hmm. your experience. That is what, you know, and, and so you, you know, what that is to go through, um, the creating a business as a black woman being told, mm -hmm. XYZ, you can't, you can, you can only, uh -huh. you should do, you know, that sort uh -huh. of thing. Uh -huh. um, just because something is geared toward black women doesn't mean that I can't, as a white woman, get something from it. And I think so many people, just because something's not geared toward them, they think uh -huh. they can't get anything from it. You know, yeah. so on, yeah. on the token of people asking, well, is it just, is it for black women? Is it for, are you, you know, are you only doing this? It's like, well, it might be geared toward, you know, you know, a certain demographic, but that doesn't mean mm -hmm. that other people can't also benefit get something from it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not, not even in like a selfish way of uh, like a leech sort of situation. Right. In a way that I can learn from someone else's perspective and say, okay, uh -huh. well, what, uh -huh. you're, what you're experiencing isn't something I've experienced. And that gives right. me an entirely new perspective, an entire right. lens to say, uh -huh. okay, well, my, my difficulties were in a totally different aspect of forming my business. And right. I, you know, maybe I had to go through a, um, one channel, but she had to jump through three different hoops just to get to that channel. Uh -huh. you know? And uh -huh. it's, it's yeah. something where like, uh, it, it bothers me when people, people are like, well, are you just doing this? It's like, well, sh shush. <laughs> <laughs> right. You well, know? I wanted to make sure, you know, in every platform that I, and I'm blessed to be on, I want to make sure that they know, you know, you see me as I am a black woman, but mm. I am representing black women because I am a black woman, yes. not because I don't want everybody beside mm. me. As a matter of fact, I think in my mind, when I think of women funding women, like just seeing a bunch of dope professional women in all of their, you know, regardless mm. of their industry, I want women with paint brushes. I want, you know, mm. women who I want everybody just standing there together. Mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, the image of, of success to me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, we have the exact same picture because that's exactly what women of history is, is all about. We want to be able to give a voice and a platform to, to women from all fields, all cultures, Definitely. all, all yes. over the world, different stages yes. in their career, you know, just being yes. like, we can all do this together. We can all learn together. something. 
from yes. everyone because there uh -huh. are valuable lessons to be learned from every uh -huh. single person's personal experiences. Yes, I agree. Do you have any advice for women who are feeling overwhelmed in their business ventures? My advice would be to connect with good people. Um, don't try to do it all on your own. Mm. Um, okay, so first of all, and this is something I tell my clients via Miss Brandology, it's when you're building a business, can you do it on your own? Yes. You know, especially now there's Google, there's internet, you can sit behind your computer and build you a business. But the question is, can you scale that business and make it the biggest, most successful business you can make it without losing your mind, without <laughs> anybody else? And the question probably, I mean, the answer probably is no, because um, most you know, of these big, even your idol, whoever your idol is in business, they've worked with somebody, whether it was a, a virtual assistant, you know, whether it was a coach, whether a lawyer, somebody, they didn't do everything. So um, as entrepreneurs, we have to be more comfortable with allowing people in. You know, set it up to where you're protected. You have all your contracts and your NDAs and all of that, you know, but allow people into your dream so that it can grow and they can help you nurture it because, you know, 10 sets of eyes and 10 brains is going to make your brand a lot better. And not only that, there's not enough time in the day. Okay. <laughs> I have uh, Miss Brandology. I am a certified wedding and event planner. So I have inspired affairs and I have her hustle magazine and I have women funding women. And, you know, I, I just started a queen culture apparel project. Like huh? I'm what's plus. <laughs> Okay, I have a little girl who's one years old and she doesn't care about any of that. <laughs> okay. So, so it's like if I did not have good people who work with me in every project, I would not be able to do all of this. Mm. And and that's something that I would urge anybody who is feeling overwhelmed, sit down and figure out what things you can outsource, figure out who you can invite in to take some of the load off of you. And, and most importantly, um, be patient with yourself. Mm. Okay. Stop looking around and worrying about what pace everybody else is on because it has nothing to do with you. You have to worry about where you are, what feels good for you, what's natural for you mm. and make time, um, to nurture your dream and don't rush yourself be patient because what is yours is already on its way to you it doesn't matter you know it doesn't matter how fast the person next to you gets it if it's coming to you it is coming to you mm -hmm. so just you know be patient and I think that that would be the best advice I can give you yeah um, I just stored all of that advice into <laughs> into my brain <laughs> because Ooh, I needed that a little bit, you know? <laughs> well, good, good. That's, yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I wonder if um, a big reason women in particular are weary of asking for help is they don't, they don't want to come across as unintelligent or um, mm -hmm. ill-informed or weak mm -hmm. because we're so many times told you can't do that because you're a woman <laughs> and you're like, mm -hmm. well, uh, that shouldn't <laughs> have anything to deal with anything. Right. Right. Um, and I, yeah. I, I feel like that probably a large part of, 
people not wanting to ask for help is, is not wanting to come across as not knowing what they're doing. Okay. And it's okay to not know what you're doing. If you've never uh -huh. started a business before, of course uh -huh. you don't know what you're doing. Like, of course. <laughs> like that's okay. That means you're learning something new and you, it's super hard to learn anything new by yourself. It's so yeah. hard. You know, no one's good yeah. at anything right off the bat ever exactly You're, it's a new thing you're learning uh -huh. something new yeah uh -huh. i love uh -huh. that and celebrate your your small wins celebrate those things okay pat yourself on the back if you drink take a drink go out with friends celebrate because um we get so caught up in this big end goal that we miss all of the goodness along the way you know what i mean so i would definitely encourage anybody to like um don't wait until you know you lose 20 pounds if you lost three pounds celebrate yeah. Okay. Because that was a stepping stone to that 20 and don't give up because we forget to, you know, enjoy the journey. And that's mm -hmm. why it's so easy to give up because there was no goodness sprinkled along that journey. Like it was all hard work. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You know, and that actually, that goes to mental health too, because yes. if you, yes. if you got up and you made your bed and you took a shower, like give yourself credit. Because okay. that is especially if, in these times. Yes, Definitely. especially, you know, if if for mm -hmm. a week you haven't been able to make your bed and then you made your bed that day, celebrate that. That is huge. That's right. You know, that's right. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, I it's it's so we do get caught up in in I'm not doing enough and comparing, especially yes. you know, with with like you were saying, social media being such a thing but nobody is posting real things on social media not exactly they, nobody they're only okay. giving you the highlight they're giving right. you their really good part of the day they might have mm -hmm. have had a horrible day just like you but maybe they made their bed so they took a picture of the pot of coffee that they made and then fancy breakfast, you know? I will give you one better. We schedule that shit out, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we are not up there doing that all day. We scheduled it. That was last Friday in real life. So don't <laughs> compare yourself to my last Friday. Okay? Oh, that's so real. That's so real. <laughs> Have you had any moments where you just knew that you were on the right course, you were in the right field, you were doing exactly what you were supposed to be doing? Yes. As a matter of fact, I am in that moment right now. Mm -hmm. And it took me 33 years to get here. <laughs> and um, I would also say about this moment, um, one of the misconceptions is when you have the feeling that you're doing the right thing, that, you know, everything runs smoothly from there. It's a quick track to the finish line from there. That is like the farthest thing from the truth, um, <laughs> at least for me. Okay, everybody's journey is different, but as far as my journey is concerned, um, right now I do definitely know that you know, women funding women, and even if it's not that um, organization where my dream, you know, stick and stays, um, I know that the mission behind it is my purpose. I feel it. You know, it, it comes naturally. I can get up and talk you to death about this stuff. Okay. <laughs> I don't have to try, you know, it's just the way that I think the world should be. Mm. Um, 
but there are still bumps along the road. There are still times where I don't know what I should do. And, mm-hmm. and you know, there's a speed limit that I have to adhere to. You know, there are other lanes and other cars. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want, you know, anyone to think that even if you have gotten into the place where you feel things, you know, are aligning for you, um, don't give up or don't second guess yourself because things aren't easy. Um, and it's not even easy for me to admit that I don't always know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think a part of my mission here is to be, you know, transparent. You know, I'm going to get as successful as I can possibly get and encourage you and bring you up with me because I'm going to show you how human I am while I'm on my way there. And I think that's so important because, you know, we say don't compare yourself, but if there were a few people we could compare ourselves to who were being real, you know, who were just being, you know, transparent saying, Hey, I fell on my face today and that shit hurt. And so I, I seek to be that person. Um, of course, I'm not going to, you know, come on camera or take a selfie if I'm not ready. But <laughs> as far as, um, what parts of me I share with you. I want to be as open as possible because right now, <clears throat> excuse me, is a time where um, I am aligned with my purpose and I finally feel that. And I know that um, even all the deep and darkest parts of me, my insecurities and you know parts that I think are ugly, I need to allow those things to be seen because that is my purpose. Mm. And and it feels right mm. to, to do that now. And I'm going to really quickly share um, a story kind of related, but not. Yeah. Um, I um, have a gap to smile. I don't know if you can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I all of my pictures since I was a little girl, the last picture I took actually smiling, I was five years old. And I'm 33 right now. And that came from, you know, and my mom has a gap. My sister has a gap. And my mother is like the beautiful, most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Mm. And and I don't look at hers like that. But when I look in the mirror at myself, I feel less than. So um, a few months ago, I posted my first picture on Facebook with my gap showing. And and the smile was even uncomfortable because I'm not used to smiling out loud like that. Yeah. Um, But it just showed me how I was in the right moment. I was in the right time and I was, I was in the right space because I never could have done that. I never would have had the balls, excuse me. <laughs> I never would have you know, had, had the gumption to do that. Had I not, uh, first of all, aligned myself with so many different types of beautiful women. I look mm-hmm. at them and I see beauty that doesn't look like mine, but it's still beauty. Mm-hmm. And that gave me, you know, something. And it wasn't a competition. It's just like, oh my God, I want to be you. Like you are my spirit animal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you don't care what your hair is looking like. As for example, my editor, Kalia, she wears tiaras. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be, you know, a special occasion. She's not in a pageant. You know, it's just, she's like, I'm going to put my crown on because that's what I want to do. I admire her so much. I for love that. that. Oh it my gosh. So, oh my gosh. And I, and she's like, do you want me to take off my tiara? You know, if she's doing an interview or something with someone, she's like, do you want me to take off my tiara? And I'm like, girl, you better wear your tiara. You better find <laughs> your favorite tiara and you better wear that thing because it, it, it really inspires me to be whatever it is I want to be, regardless of who's looking and what they perceive it as or, you know, how they take it. So 
I don't even know what we were talking about. At the no, beginning. you know but what? That, that's what I want to leave you with. <laughs> yeah. So with with what you're you know with what you're saying specifically, like so for you, your your gap tooth, honestly. I didn't even notice it until you pointed it out and we're on a video call and I've been looking at you for, I don't even know how long, you know, and it's something where, where we all think there's this part of ourselves that we have to hide or that we're so embarrassed about that most people aren't going to notice. But the other, on the other hand of that is that somebody, maybe a, a 15 year old little girl, little girl, young woman, eh, teenager, I'm trying okay, to figure out, I'm like, you know, whatever, this 15 year old girl might also have a gap tooth and she sa- she sees your smiling photo, just kind of like the way you say your mom has one and you don't see it as any, and as a flaw, you think she's beautiful. Right. So this girl yeah. might see you with posting something that you are so insecure about but she's like Uh oh my god her too her too Uh you know and it's like and it was just like that heather like it was you know and i know people feel like social media is so shallow and it was i mean it is in in most cases but for me that one moment like i had such an outpour of love and so many people saying tiffany are you crazy like your smile is beautiful or i have a gap tooth too or you know i know how you feel about it blah 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 and it was really therapeutic you know what i mean just to like publicly put yourself out there i hadn't had a smiling photo in like over 20 years yeah yeah. that was huge you know what i mean that is huge i think that was like one of the moments where i was like hey i might be on the right track yeah (laughs) because you know i've never been able to do that yeah yeah that's you know that's such a good indicator when you're like i love all these things about myself right (laughs) right you're like what is this feeling (laughs) if we have some younger uh women online to think about how you know i'm 33 i don't know how old you are but we're just getting to a point where yeah. you know we can embrace you know everything that came with us and you're thinking in your 20s because you kind of mastered how to doll up the outside by yeah. then you know you know yeah. which side is right and all of that but it takes some inside work that might uh, not come yeah. really early and yeah. it's okay yeah no okay. i'm 30 i'm 30 and it it took it took me until you know until now to be like oh it's all it's all it's all okay and i'm yeah. I, I am who i am and there's Definitely. not a single thing i can do to change that and right. uh, you know it's it's always that see and it's i didn't find i didn't know that i could have really good girlfriends until mm-hmm. i was in my late 20s because for so mm-hmm. long i I thought I didn't get along with girls and I thought mm-hmm. because that's what I kept being told that I like mm-hmm. girl, like, uh, like I'm, I'm kind of in a abrasive personality. And so mm-hmm. I, I really, I guess maybe not abrasive. I'm just kind of pretty unapologetic. Mm-hmm. I, I guess maybe, I don't know for, I'm, I guess extroverted and I, I say a lot of exactly what's on my mind. What you're thinking. Okay. Yeah. And so (laughs) I was always told that like, 
well, girls don't act like that. And girls, this girls that you're more like you have more masculine energy, whatever, all this stuff yeah. turns out. Mm-hmm. No, like a lot of women speak what's on their minds. Exactly what and, they're thinking. Yeah. yeah. And you're just, <laughs> I was just told for so long that I couldn't have a support system that was all women because they wouldn't like that I was strong and bold and powerful. And that's right. just because they don't want strong, bold, powerful women on the same team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's, is that kind of thing where where it, right. took, it took me to find like good a good girl group of friends like until my late 20s that i was like oh we can all be friends we don't have to fight each other we don't have right. to fight for the power what's going on like it's it's very interesting that that ho- hopefully the next generations are learning that lesson much quicker than we did <laughs> Okay, because it was a learning curve, I swear. And not, not only that, the analogy you used about, you know, women feeling there's only one seat at the table. The thing about it is once you get to know yourself, you create your own seat and you take it to the table with you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about, you know, who's there and what seat they're in, what their seat looks like, how high it is, because you made a chair specifically for your butt yes. and it's going to be comfortable. It's going to feel amazing. All you have to do is get to the table and sit down. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And then if you don't like the tables that are available, you can build your own table too. Build a table. Yes. It doesn't stop at the chair. Yeah. And bring, invite other chairs, you know? (laughs) Definitely. Yes. (laughs) The chairs you like, okay? Yeah. Create, create the environment. Oh. I do too. Wow. Before we get to our last two questions, I don't know how we've already gotten to this part. Um, (laughs) Is there anything else that you would like to add where we can find you, your businesses or anything that we didn't discuss? Um, so, but sister powerful, you can find that online at www.tiffanymoniquewrites.com. Um, her hustle magazine, her on Instagram. We are her.hustle.magazine. Um, and women funding women, you can find that at womenfundingwomen.org on IG women.funding.women. I love it. And any other beautiful pieces of advice, jokes, funny <laughs> anecdotes? Um, let's see. I'm pretty good at advice. Let's see. Um, I think I gave all of my, my really good gems. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in addition, um, hmm. Well, I'm going to say, you know, don't limit yourself because, um, like I said, I have a one-year-old daughter and I published my first book and got my organization off the ground and started my uh, magazine all before my daughter was one years old, a mm. uh, one-year-old. So um, I think that half of our issue, and I don't know if it's, you know, uh, a male issue as well, but I know 
um, that whole imposter syndrome situation and how, you know, we second guess ourselves. And for me, one moment I'm feeling like so capable and I could do anything I wanted to do. And in the next moment, I'm like, are you crazy? Did you tell anybody you thought you could do that? <laughs> because, you know, I'm not on that vibe today. So, um, I would just say, don't limit yourself. You know what I mean? And don't make, you know, situations based off of how you're feeling today because everybody has had a day where they question whether they should be doing what they're doing or not mm -hmm. um so don't make decisions in that moment you know give yourself time and space and don't give up you know write it down put it aside but don't give up whatever you do mm -hmm. um and that's that's what i'll leave you with do not give up no matter what i love that i love that someone someone said uh She's a comedian, but she, she was like, uh, I was asking her how she comes up with her jokes. She uh -huh. was like, she was like, you know, you should see the amount of sticky notes that are all over my house. <laughs> right. She was like, I basically have a notepad and a pen in every single room, including the bathroom and in the pantry. And she was like, sometimes uh, like a joke will come or a punchline. It comes in different ways, but I just write it down. I stick it on the wall and I'll walk by it. And if it, if, and I read all my notes and sometimes something jumps out at me, sometimes they don't. And then, mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I think that's something that can come with just writing, writing down ideas. Writing just, down. Yes. Because you never know, like maybe you just have literally the name of a company that just comes to mind, write it down, put it somewhere. You might not mm -hmm. know what it could be, where it's uh -huh. going, or maybe you, a business plan comes to mind, uh -huh. but, you know, just writing it down and not forcing it and allowing yourself exactly. to have various ideas yes. and, and just, yes. yeah, you know, don't not limiting yourself. And I, I love that. I love, uh, I love the, I, I, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of, putting actual pen to actual paper? Actual paper. I have 20 notebooks, new notebooks, because my old 20 have been used up. I have notebooks galore. I mean, like, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Notepads, notebooks, uh, sticky notes, mm -hmm. all kinds of crap. Because, um, like I said, Women Funding Women, it took a minute. It's been maybe three years. And I had the concept, but I had no idea how I was going to fund it. And I was stressed out, okay, trying to push it. I'm like, I want to release this because, you know, I think that it's good, but I couldn't. So I had to write everything that I could get out down and put it aside. Mm -hmm. And then like six months, maybe a year later, I picked up that notebook and I was amazed by how much I had already planned out yeah. because I had forgotten, you know, mm -hmm. I forgotten about it pretty much. I know I had the, the outline, but um, yeah, it, it's magic. You know, writing it down is magical. Yes. Get you a pen, okay? <laughs> Get you a notebook and write yeah. it down. Yeah, it always feels so good too. It it's almost yeah. Even, it's I feel like it's it's it it's easier to commit things to memory as well a little bit when yes. you write it physically down because it's in another part of your body. Uh huh. Move uh -huh. or you've had to put literally physical effort into taking an idea and making it real making it. by mm -hmm. putting it on a piece of paper. And then, yeah, from there you can put it aside because it still mm -hmm. exists and you will not forget because you've physically put in, you've put, putting it down. What am I saying? <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, oh, <laughs> you know, I, I love, I love a good, 
I love a good notebook and I love excellent yeah. pens. Oh, I have uh, so many pens with like the diamonds on them and they're spotted. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, one of my uncles makes pens. He makes these really oh, okay. beautiful like stone pens and like oh, they have they're so they're so gorgeous and sometimes like uh he made me one that has little Swarovski crystals inside of it that like jiggle around. Oh, that's beautiful. So pretty. And then I always feel I feel so fancy. I have to like light a candle. Yes. Like sip on that's scotch or something. <laughs> yes, I said let me take my perfect pen out at the Starbucks as I write myself a note. <laughs> yeah, they like sign this receipt. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> right, please let me get my pen. <laughs> oh, oh man, well, I ask the same last two questions to everyone that comes through the podcast. First, okay, what is your second favorite color? Okay, um, it's so hard because. In my mind, I have two favorites. So now I have to figure out, like, is it the one I like to look at that's my favorite or the one I like to wear? Mm. Um, so I'm going to say black is my second favorite because um, I love wearing it. Mm. It is. It's my color, you know, mm. and I used to judge myself like, oh my God, there's so much black in your wardrobe. And then I grew up a little bit more and I was like, yo, I like it in black. Send it in black. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, I'm going to go with black and, and because um, I love, I love wearing it. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I'm also, I'm also a fan of black. Uh, I mostly have black in my wardrobe. But then it's so funny. Is it, do you, do people, uh, are they surprised when you wear like, uh, another color? color? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Girl, turn on yellow. Yeah. <laughs> or they're like, what are you dressed up for? You're not, you know. Right. Like, Where oh. are you going? <laughs> and it could be like, you, <laughs> you could just be in like a yellow t-shirt and they're like, you look so fancy. You're like, this is right. Like, I'm just wearing a color. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> and last, what, in your opinion, is the best part of being a woman? Oh, my goodness. Um, there are so many beautiful things about being a woman. Um, best part. Um, I'm going to go with our intuition. I'm going to stick there as far as the best part. Um, a lot of the times that I was talking to a friend of mine, a lot of the time <clears throat> when you talk about a woman's intuition, it's being paired with a bad situation. It's being paired with them knowing that their mate is cheating or, mm. you know, somebody's doing them wrong. But um, your intuition is so much more valuable in, you know, even positive aspects of your life as a woman, you know, just knowing who to connect with, feeling things mm -hmm. on a level that, you know, men aren't feeling things. They, they won't allow themselves to feel things. Mm -hmm. um, and that brings me into our ability or freedom to express ourselves, you know, and, and being sensual, if that's how we want to express ourselves and being creative, if that's how we want to express ourselves. Um, so 
I just, I thank God I was born a woman. I, <laughs> you know, I just, and there's so many different things. Our empathy, as you said, um, oh God, lipstick, lipstick. <laughs> yes. Okay. What's, what's, what, what's your go-to shade? My go-to shade. Okay. So I have so many, I don't know. It, so many names are just like right now popping in my head. <laughs> um, there's like a nude. I love a nude lipstick. It is, mm. it is everything to me, a nude lipstick. <laughs> and I would say red, but you know, it red is fine. Um, but I need a, a new matte nude lipstick. Mm. If you love me, buy me that. <laughs> I will love you in return. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, I think I've been, I've been uh, playing with like uh, kind of like a per- mauve. Mauve is like purple, right? Purplish kind of brownish like, yeah. purple. Yeah. Like a, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been, I've been playing with um, those like really dark, lips and then just like mascara oh God, eyes beautiful with your hair your eyes oh my god because i also amazing. i have a whole bunch of purple streaks in my hair because you know okay. pandemic, why not and uh-huh. so <laughs> i think right i'm like well you know no one's casting anything right now it's not like i'm gonna be doing plays anytime soon i can have purple hair <laughs> right, right. and purple lips and it'll be a great time <laughs> i bet i bet you it's a beautiful picture it's yeah except you know now with masks it doesn't really matter if you're wearing oh, yes masks, that sucks <laughs> but you know what i am so hell bent i'm gonna put my lipstick on i yeah. bet you and i will tuck but listen heather i will tuck my lips <laughs> so that they don't get messed up in my mask it's a problem it's a problem well have it uh, don't don't they have like setting setting powder to where they it won't like uh wipe off so yeah, um, you can also use, and I'm going into my MUA phase because I was a, a makeup artist at of one point. Of course you were. You've done a million things. <laughs> right. Um, you can also use your um, translucent powder and do, you know, your lippy, no matter what kind of finish it is, and just use your translucent powder to set it. But for some reason, all the masks that I have, they have like a white inside. So oh. for me, I mean, not to that it matters because my makeup is obviously brown and that's a mess but um <laughs> i try to limit you know the transfer um mm. and even with your setting powder and the 24 hour i personally haven't found a lipstick that is actually you know rub proof you know there might yeah. be a little teeny bit of something on white yeah. and yeah you know that's what i'm doing with. but i don't <laughs> care you're like that's fine whatever i'm gonna put my lipstick on anyway yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh my goodness thank you so much for for talking with us today tiffany of course. you were so much fun and you're so open and honest and that's so important and i know that's important to you to be transparent and yes. um it's you, you are succeeding in that. So I, I, I love everything that you're doing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm still, I'm still trying to be that. I'm still working on, on being super open and honest and just, you know, saying, I don't know what I'm doing all the time. (laughs) Then most of the time. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's a never ending journey, really, you know, just, just blurt it out. Let it yeah. go. 
like, I need help. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like if you say it to the right people, someone's going to be like, oh, I know how to do that. I can help you. <laughs> exactly. You yeah. hire your weaknesses. Yeah. That is, you have to. So go tell someone you don't know what the, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Tell them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 And thank you, historians, for tuning in again. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Tell your friends you know they won't want to miss out on amazing conversations just like this one. You can follow us on the social medias if you don't already on Twitter at the Her Story Pod, on Instagram at Women of Her Story Podcast, and you can visit our website at ofherstory.com. There we have recent episodes. Um, you can find our merch. You can find all kinds of fun stuff there, including um, sources and all kinds of good things. Be safe, stay healthy, and show the world what you're made of.